Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, July 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. European leaders reach a deal on top jobs, nominating the first female president of the commission. Tesla reports record production and delivery figures for its latest quarter, and the Trump administration has abandoned its efforts to add a citizenship question to the 2020 U.S. Census. Plus, President Donald Trump says he'll nominate a Fed critic to the board of the Federal Reserve. And the FT's Richard Henderson explains why U.S. and European public markets have shrunk in the past two decades. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. It's been five weeks since the European Parliament elections, and leaders have finally agreed on a set of candidates to fill the most important policy-making roles in the EU. Michael Peel is the FT's European diplomatic correspondent. He has more on the deal struck yesterday in Brussels. After a marathon and sometimes fractious three-day summit in Brussels, the 28 heads of state and government opted late on Tuesday for Christine Lagarde, the International Monetary Fund chief, to head the European Central Bank. Ursula von der Leyen, Germany's defence minister, is set to become the first woman to lead the European Commission in its more than half-century history. Charles Michel, Belgium's Prime Minister, will take the helm of the European Council of EU leaders, while Josep Biret, Spain's Foreign Minister, is the nominee for the bloc's foreign policy representative. But the fight may not be over yet. The choice of Ms von der Leyen has angered German Chancellor Angela Merkel's Social Democrat coalition partners in Berlin and potentially destabilised her government. While the EU Parliament may yet mount its own opposition to the leaders' selections, And while the package so far is gender-balanced, it lacks any candidates from Central or Eastern European states. Tesla has reported record production and delivery numbers for its latest quarter. On Tuesday, the U.S. electric carmaker said it delivered more than 95,000 cars in the second quarter. That's a rebound from the 63,000 delivered in the first quarter when Tesla struggled to get its Model 3 to international customers for the first time. Tesla also produced 87,000 cars, nearly a 10,000-car jump from the previous quarter. Tesla has dropped the price of the Model 3, which brings it within reach of a bigger market. But the lower selling price has put pressure on the company's profits. It's prompted chief executive Elon Musk to push through another round of cost cuts and to raise $2.7 billion to bolster Tesla's cash reserves. Shares in the electric car maker jumped more than 7% in aftermarket trading. While Tesla shares have partially recovered from a weak start to 2019, the stock is still down a third since its high point last summer. The Trump administration is abandoning a citizenship question that it wanted to include in the 2020 U.S. Census. On Tuesday, a Department of Justice spokeswoman confirmed the administration's decision. U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross tried to add the citizenship question back in 2018. He said including it would more effectively enforce the Voting Rights Act, which prohibits discrimination in federal elections. The decision was immediately met with lawsuits by states, including New York. Opponents said the question would lead to a dramatic undercount of Latino and immigrant populations, many of whom live in Democratic-leaning districts. 
The U.S. Census is held every 10 years, and that data that's collected is used to apportion representation in the U.S. House of Representatives. It's also used to allocate federal funding. And businesses use census data when opening stores and targeting advertising. Last week, the U.S. Supreme Court said the administration's explanations for adding the question were not convincing. In response, President Donald Trump said on Twitter that he was looking into delaying the census until the court could give a definitive ruling. The 2020 census is due to start in January in Alaska. And President Trump has declared he will make two new nominations to the board of the Federal Reserve. On Tuesday night, Mr. Trump said he would put forward Judy Shelton and Christopher Waller. Ms. Shelton was an economic advisor to Mr. Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. She's now a U.S. representative on the board of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. She's attacked the Fed for wielding undemocratic, Soviet-style power over markets and suggested it shouldn't even be setting interest rates. Mr. Waller, meanwhile, is the director of research at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, which he joined in 2009. Previously, he was an economics professor at the University of Notre Dame. The president has been critical of the Fed and its chair, Jay Powell, for raising interest rates. Mr. Trump's previous suggestions, Stephen Moore and Herman Cain, withdrew their names from consideration. The U.S. Senate must confirm the nominations. And here's a story you might want to know more about. Stock exchanges were once the main place for growing companies to raise money from everyday investors. But the number of listed companies in the U.S. and in Europe is shrinking. Right now, there are a little more than 4,000 public companies in the U.S. That's half of what the total was at its peak in 1996. In Europe, the story is similar, just to a lesser degree. There are a few reasons for this radical shift. And the big one is the rise of private assets and the private investment world, which is just becoming massive. That's Richard Henderson, U.S. capital markets correspondent for the FT. And what that in turn means is that a company that might have previously listed on a stock exchange in an IPO, an initial public offering, is actually now thinking, well, hold on, there's all this private capital, there's private equity guys knocking at my door every day. Why don't I stay private? I can do better. I don't have to do any quarterly reports to the SEC to tell everyone what's going on with my company. I can actually do more. And the private equity guys love it because they can cut staff quickly to improve the health of the company. And there's a lot more flexibility. Richard, what else has happened to companies listed publicly and the amount of available shares to trade? So one other factor that is incredibly interesting and very prominent today is the idea of share buybacks or share repurchases from companies, essentially companies buying back their own stock. Now, traditionally, a company would have said, ooh, our stock is quite low, let's buy it back, and that can use some of the cash we have on hand, and that will improve the earnings per share and other metrics that analysts look to analyze stocks with, 
and that will make us look a bit more attractive. Now, we've seen a huge growth in buybacks in recent years. Last year was a record, $806 billion in share buybacks for US companies last year. Apple alone in the first quarter spent $23 billion buying back its own stock. And what happens with that is the number of available shares shrinks. So that is another factor, shrinking stock markets here. Now, that does something interesting to market capitalization. It brings the market cap, that is the complete total size of a company, it brings it down. So the share price may go up, but the market cap of the company will actually contract. So what has become of the public market in 2019? What does this mean for companies that have just IPO'd, Lyft, Slack, those sort of companies? They would tell us that the IPO still has a role and that public markets still have a role. You know, these are the the biggest in the US, the biggest markets in the world, deeply liquid, great ways to access investor capital. But what we've seen, and I think Uber is a great example, Lyft too, is that they're increasingly a way, a means for the founders and for the venture capital and private equity companies who have backed these startups as a way for these companies to exit their positions, to cash out. So there are IPOs, but the amount of companies that are being taken off the public markets is still outweighing those that are coming on. So the trend is continuing. And one analyst who's been working on this that I was able to speak to said the the wave of IPOs this year is not going to move the needle, as it were. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, now that Christine Lagarde has been tapped to head the ECB, Attention will turn to who will fill her post as head of the IMF. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business whether it's a local operation or a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.